take two. <laughs> Hi, welcome to Life's Lemonade Unfiltered Podcast. <laughs> hey, welcome to Life's Lemonade Unfiltered Podcast. In this podcast, oh, wait. <laughs> All right, take four. Look no, at- you you just say it. You okay. can do it. I know you can. <laughs> just welcome to Life's Lemonade Unfiltered. <laughs> I am dying. Oh my god. We're gonna fucking get it. It's gonna be epic, okay? And every time we hear it, we're gonna laugh because this is what it took to get it. Okay. Welcome to Life's Lemonade Unfiltered. We are two moms who are neighbors and friends doing a podcast from the closet. In this podcast, we're getting real about life, kids, womanhood, and all the stuff in between. So buckle up, buttercups, and join us on this roller coaster. Like you know those like TikToks where they're doing dances to get that it's um, called ecstatic dance yeah. i told you i know i feel like i need to just get it out i told you that's what i do sometimes yeah. in the privacy of my garage <laughs> i follow someone on yeah i follow someone on instagram that does it and she just dances crazy in her videos it feels like, it feels so really good, good. It's your... so and shaking too like literally yes, like she does. yeah it, and it looks funky Weird. as hell but anyway okay. welcome, welcome back, back. <laughs> welcome back um we are here again another day. We had so many good suggestions for what to talk about. Yeah, so we're going so to have lots of a lot of stuff coming up. Lots of topics. So, um today. Yeah, this this week we're going to be talking about making mom friends and that segueing into our kids being friends but then maybe not getting along. So, I think that'll be a very relatable thing because we're kind of going through it at the moment with our girls. We sure are. And if you've been here a while, you know our friendship was very, like, serendipitous. Yeah. We weren't really, like, seeking out no this friendship, and it just kind of fell into place, which I feel like is annoying as someone, like... If you're someone who can't make mom friends, it's annoying to like hear that I just we moved became... in and I had an amazing neighbor who we became friends because like it's not that easy for everybody. It's not that common. Yeah. But I've also made a few friends at the school yeah. and you've made fr- mom friends through your daughter's <laughs> friends. Uh, okay. Okay. We made friends. Not like us. Let's take us okay, out of the equation. I think that's the thing. Is is I'm struggling a, with the definition of friends. Well, this because, isn't a friendship. This is like we've moved in. This is right. We are cohabitating. Rick and I were talking this morning because I have a I have a crazy client who like uh, oh, no yeah. house is good enough for yeah. her. And he was like, I'll sell her our house for blah 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 this amount. And I was like, she doesn't want to live up here. And then he was like, and we're just like bantering back and forth, like obviously yeah. not serious. But he and I was like. And then we sell our house, and then where do we go? Because we can't afford anything else. He's like, we'll just move in with you. We'll let you send me until we find something. And I was like, oh, <laughs> we, nope. would, we would have a lot to talk oh about God. then. That's oh for God. sure. This house isn't big enough. <laughs> but, for real. It's not. It's not. But, but anyway, that's yeah, the level I, we're at. <laughs> I think we got very lucky. We did. So, so yeah, so I, yeah. Guess, I guess I've, I, I've made acquaintances. I can't say friends because I don't hang out with anybody else outside of um anything <laughs> i mean i go to dinner at your friend's house <laughs> <laughs> okay 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 we've made one other couple friends yeah but like you would feel comfortable texting her and yeah yeah but i it's just weird because i i can't i'm i'm struggling with this because okay i make acquaintances very well 
I would say that couple, they're very sweet. We can hang out with them. It's just, they're so busy. We're so busy. It's and not, it's not recurring yeah. enough. Right. And so I guess that's probably what happens when you make friends that aren't neighbors, that it's a little more difficult to hang out. Yeah. But I feel like for a long, long time, like as we were moving and every time we moved somewhere new and I was like trying to make friends, like I really craved the type of friendship where like, like me or yeah. just walk in your door and be like, yeah. I'm here. And like, you don't care if your house is clean or no. so maybe that's, that's the hard part. So, yeah, I mean, I've made acquaintances. I have uh, another mom friend that I talk to pretty well at, and her daughter's, her daughter is friends with Malaya. So there've been a couple of times I think we've seen each other, but it's not, I just don't know if I could be friends with her. (laughs) And I have to be very careful as I say this, but you know how you just meet certain people that like she's sweet and she's great and all that, but like, yeah, Mm -hmm. but (laughs) I know what you mean. You know, like, it's like, it's like, you know, that it couldn't, there couldn't, you couldn't get past like the relatability because it's like, I don't, I'm not a shopper. I don't shop at expensive places. I don't, I feel like I, we live very within our means and it's kind of hard to think that I could hang out with her. I'm like, I'm not going to go spend $200 on a dinner. (laughs) I'm not going to go shop for thousand dollar shoes. So then it's like, so does that limit the kind of friendships I can have? Because the reality is that my lifestyle is not that way. It's true. You have to find people who have common interest right and so like you can be different like we do different things right but also like you have to have some similarities right because I I, like I could never feel like we could go out as a couple with our husbands and go out to dinner because they want to eat like at a fancy steakhouse all the time all the time yeah yeah and it's like that's just not realistic for us and we do have our moments where we do that but it's usually for like anniversary and birthday yeah you're not just gonna go do it with random friends right like we just it's just not in our realm or our scope of life right now so it's like Mm -hmm. also being able to find friends that you can relate to on just an everyday level you know like it's I can do small talk to a certain point but then after that I don't know if I can relate you know what I mean Mm -hmm. so I find small talk really exhausting and I just don't yeah, have the energy for it these What's days. What's your trauma? <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> you exactly. can't do the small talk. But yeah, I I get that. Like, it is hard, and it's hard to like invest time into like building a friendship, and then reach a point where you're like, uh, I don't really see this going any further. Yeah. Like, we've kind of hit a wall, and that's exhausting to do over and over and over yeah. again. And then, so at some point, you're just like, oh, I'm good by myself. Like, I really think I took it for granted being a kid or a teenager, just being able to like. Meet friends and just hang out and make plans because you don't have to think about these bigger things that have to align in order for friendships to happen. Yeah, I feel like even when you're finding a mom friend, it's like what stage of life are their kids in makes a huge difference. It's like you are pregnant or you have a newborn. (laughs) It's like not not no, like I have friends who are in those stages, but it's like I'm past that stage and I don't want to be around a crying baby or around a schedule things around a nap schedule. Right. And it's not anything against you, but like also for them, I'm sure they want to be around mom friends who also have similar age children to relate. Like, cause we're just not in that stage of life anymore. There's so many boxes that need to be checked to find the perfect friend. Yeah. 
it's so hard yeah. and it comes down to so many things like and then do your husbands get along because then that's a whole other like, layer the next stage is hanging out together as a family and mm-hmm. if, if your husband they're like <laughs> not gonna be friends with yeah. him or like we just don't have anything in common yeah then that sucks I had a friend for a very long time that my husband did not like really I didn't really like your husband. <laughs> nobody, That's hard. All, our whole friend group, nobody really like. He was like the weird husband that no no one else wanted to oh, be around. But I hung out with her so much. But I feel like when we moved away from that friendship and we cut ties, I was like, oh, it wasn't that deep because we could, there was that barrier there. Right. Like we couldn't ever really have. We can go deeper because right. that was the extent of it was yeah. like, oh, I'll hang out with you when our husbands are unavailable Busy. because that's like right. the only time. And like our kids got along, but there yeah. are just like so many steps. So it's hard to like try and For then reach sure. a step and be like, oh, not going to work. It's exhausting. Yeah. I mean, I've thought about like, I think that's, I mean, I've said it before, but I really do miss having some sort of community and I don't know where I'm going to find it here because like I said last week, I don't want to be in the PTA And I just don't have a lot of time because I am out of the home three days, three long days. And the days I'm here, I'm just in the nitty gritty of shuttling and cooking and, you know, like it's just busy. So where can I find the time to make these connections with people that I can build a community with? And I mean, even at the yoga studio, like it's hard being a newbie coming in because there are some friendly people, but they're not friendly enough to where like, hey, I've seen you enough times. like. Tell me about you where at the studio I was at before. That's kind of how I took I took that role on of like, hey, let me introduce myself. And I just feel like now at this stage of my life, I don't have the energy to put myself out there with people, especially if they're not super inviting or like welcoming or smile. Like yeah. a smile says a lot. Well, and in that environment too, it's like not a talking environment. So you really have to go out of your way before right. or after to right. get a conversation in. And with how busy everyone is with kids, like, we don't have time to hang out in right. the lobby for 20 minutes and right. talk about life. Like, I, get I gotta get to the next thing. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, that is really hard. I often feel like there have been a lot of times throughout my life when we've moved away from home that I've searched for a community. And I often have a thought of, like, this, this is not why, but, like, this is, like, people who go to church have such, like, this mm-hmm. very close, tight-knit community and so yeah that's it's the like church, church sometimes like i'm like maybe church. i should join a church but then it's like i, but I don't have <laughs> but i don't have the basic thing in common with those people so I it's not gonna work the same thing like how do i find a church-like community without belonging the, the, to a church without the all the other aspects yeah, yeah. i agree i have Ooh. often thought about this like we need to create a church that is like you can believe in all things <laughs> and we all kind of just come together and it's non-judgmental and you know like it's like a church without it being church yeah yeah because i feel like people who go to church have that community they but do. they all have something in common and i couldn't like we talk about this all the time like it's hard to fake it like yeah i have to be an authentic in things that i do and that's like another huge thing and like especially in the real estate world they have like mixers at bars and stuff um for businesses and entrepreneurs and you go and socialize and i'm like why don't you do that because it would to me it would feel like first of all i don't i don't want to do that (laughs) i feel like it sounds exhausting to go and introduce myself to a whole bunch of people i don't know it feels inauthentic to be there solely for 
business and not because uh, I want yeah. to be there. Not, and like, not just connection. That's the thing that always stops me from doing lots of things is it has to feel authentic for me. And I think well, that's maybe, like going to church. It's like, okay, maybe I might like form a really great group, but then like the big, the big main part of it would be inauthentic for me. I'm not here because of, I'm I would God. be like, uh, like if I could do an experiment and be like an undercover Christian. <laughs> We should infiltrate the, the church. The church just to make friends and be like, guess what, y'all? I don't really go to church. <laughs> and I then believe turn in the them higher all, power. Turn them all. And then. Oh, I don't know about that. Then no, we start our own sex. Okay, calm down, girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, but yeah, I just feel like you're right. There is something special that happens within a church community because you have that to lean on. But the thing, the thing that holds you together is common, the faith, yes. the common faith. Mm-hmm. And so. How do non-churchgoers make a community that feels like that, but isn't that? So I don't know if any of our listeners have any suggestions, that would be awesome. Send them my way because it kind of gets lonely. I think as an adult too, an adult mom, you want like-minded people and you, you need some support. Like, you know, parenting is so hard. Um, and for me, I'm parenting three kids at different stages and it's, it's extremely challenging. I do sometimes wish I had a community just to vent about having a teenager that hates me half the time. You know, it's like, where do I find a mom that can relate to that without it being like, well, you just need to pray about it because I understand prayer works and stuff, but sometimes that's not my solution. I, I need no, like, I'm definitely a talker. Yeah. And sometimes you need to talk through what's going on in your life and hear other people's perspectives. And that's just, that's always, some people aren't like that, but that's always the way that I have been. Like right. when I have an issue, I have to talk to everyone about it because I want to get all the feedback. Right. And do you ever get overwhelmed though at too much feedback? Cause I, Oh, definitely. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there are times where, yeah. Well, just last week when I was like, I don't have anything to say, like I'm yeah. just done talking, but I do think, yeah, it's important to have like safe people to go to to listen to you and to bounce ideas off of, or just to listen to you. Mm -hmm. Even if you don't want to talk all the time when you do, it's nice to just know that there's someone there that you can talk to and listen to. And I feel like I've always had that in my sisters, Yeah, but we've all gotten older and we've kind of gone, we're just busy and we don't live near each other. So now it's you. (laughs) Yeah. Like you. And and that's great. No, like I love getting the random voice messages from you. Oh my gosh. Yeah. We're like going back and forth this morning. Yeah. We have one house house between us and we can each see different perspectives and we're just like. You hear it all and I see it all. So it's very interesting. So. Yeah. So I don't know. I feel like there's got to be a solution. I just haven't found it yet. And maybe. You just have to put yourself out there. I I don't even want to do that. Like. So. I have three friends, like school mom friends yeah. that we're like decently close. Like we're in a tech group text together. Oh, and y'all are real then. <laughs> I, could, I could like text them if I needed something. Like last night, one of them saw that our fridge had broke and she like immediately called me and was like, do you want me to come get all your food and put it in my fridge? Yeah. So like we're close. Yeah. But yeah, like not like not like us. That's not like I'm coming over problem. and putting food in my fr- <laughs> my food in your fridge. Coming, <laughs> like, yeah, I was like perfect. Um, Get in here. But the way that I met them is I posted in like the school community group when we first moved here because Malaya and Ali 
became really close friends and yeah. Aiden was super sad that he didn't have oh, any boyfriends right. and there's no boys that live on this street. Yeah. There wasn't. And so I was like, does anyone have a boy who's going to be in kindergarten and that we're new here and he okay. just needs a friend. And so I met this one mom through Facebook and we like met at the That's park. It, good for you for putting yourself out there because I, like I, I asked you like, how do you even know about all these things happening? Cause you just got involved in all the groups and I don't know anything about that. Oh yeah. Cause I just, I, I just like to be joined. involved. I don't ever comment. I don't want people to know my name, but I just like want to know what's going on. Like, <laughs> She's I just, Yeah. I want to know without like being the person. Cause like, there's the per- there's the people who like never Constant. say anything yeah. and they just observe and they just like know what's going on. Yeah. Cool. Don't need to comment. Don't need to give my two cents. And then there's the people who are the ones that are constantly posting and they they feel like they need to inform everybody okay. of what's going on. Yeah. Two oh, other yeah. people. But so she introduced me to two other moms whose kids are also in our son's classes. Okay. So that's how it formed. It wasn't like that's I made nice. friends with all these different people. It was yeah, one yeah. person and it kind of grew. But like, yeah, if I hadn't put myself out there. But the only reason I did it, it wasn't because I wanted a friend. It was because I You're, wanted Aiden wanted, to have a friend. Yeah. So it was, was like going outside of your own needs for your child. Yeah. And she just happened what to be. What a mom move. I love that. <laughs> she just happened to be a cool person. Yeah. And See, Malaya's constantly trying to set up play dates. <laughs> and I'm like, girl, I don't want to be. Because the thing is, too, like if your child makes a friend. That's great. Now you want to have play dates where I have to, I mean, now she's older, so I can do drop off play dates, but that will only happen within, exactly, within once I feel comfortable enough. So if you're hanging out with them, you got to make sure they're moms or parents that you can at least like have a conversation with and it's not going to be awkward. You have nothing to relate with or like, you know, they're just completely on a different level or well, like, that's like a few weeks ago when my husband's friend came over with his wife and yeah. I could not for the life of me keep a conversation going. We had nothing in common. Yeah. And I was like, I gave up. Like, I, so... was like, I don't, I don't have anything else to say. Like we had not one thing, single thing in common, like nothing. That's and I rough. was like, but I also think like on the other end of it, putting yourself out there, you could also be the one getting shut down you know like sure. in role reversal like you could be the one who's like oh like i think i could be friends with this and they're thinking like oh no we no have nothing in common and i well maybe that's why i haven't put myself out there yet because i'm afraid of rejection i've been in that situation that's a deep-seated yeah last week in therapy we talked about core um what was the word he used uh traumas Core traumas and fear of rejection for sure is one of my biggest oh, yeah. ones. It's like so much easier to stay within my own bubble so that I don't have to feel rejected, which is so bizarre because I feel like I can make friends pretty well, but I'm afraid of being rejected. So, so there's think, vulnerability there. <laughs> yeah, I think so. I think the difference between us is my other core trauma is also fear of not having somebody, like yeah. not having someone around me. So that fear makes me put myself out there because I need someone, people around me. But then also there's the fear of rejection or not being wanted or needed. So That's a sticky situation, yeah. So you're constantly writing that back and forth line of, I want somebody, I don't want somebody. I want somebody, I don't want somebody. Yeah, and I have, I just recently I was having, I don't know who it was, but I was like, oh, like they don't, they don't want to be my friend. Like they weren't reciprocating what I was putting mm. out. And I was like, 
then you go into the spiral of like, I don't need friends. I don't need anybody. I'm just going to like shut myself down. So this never happens again. Like, and you just, I've felt that so many times in my life where I feel like personally mm-hmm. offended by something that probably has nothing to do with me. Yeah. And I take it too far and I'm like, get rid of everyone out of my bubble. How were you um, like putting yourself out there? And then how did you feel like it wasn't being accepted? Um, I think like there have been times where friends have hang, hung out and I'm like, oh, I didn't get an invite uh, to that. Yeah. Like that sort of situation. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, and then you just, I mean, you know, you just spiral and yeah. you're like, well, they didn't want me there. Or I'm not like as close as I thought I was. Yeah. And you just go into like a whole thing. But I feel like that's happened so many times. never happened to me. (laughs) (laughs) It just happens so often. And then, and most of the time it's like, there's an explanation or not even an explanation. There's like, it's just not as, as the way that it feels is more about like your, your own issues. And it's not that serious and you move on and you know, it's not that big of a deal, but in the moment. You don't take it it personally. Yeah. 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 The four agreements. Uh still gotta read that one (laughs) still gotta read it but yeah I think it's very hard too because we all I mean no matter what no matter what age you are we are still operating from our core traumas and values as children right so our things that made us feel seen and heard or uh, abandoned or whatever comes from being seven or eight years old like that's where we learn it and so realizing that everybody's just kind of walking through their life, you know, just trying to figure it out really as a grown eight-year-olds is kind of mind-blowing if you think it about is. it, right? It is, yeah. Because that's, I mean, you you meet people that are just like, blah, 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 blah. I met a mom this morning at the park and I see her all the time at the pool and she's always nice, but she's never had conversations with me. And I saw her at the park this morning. And she just started telling me all the tea about the association and the lawsuit and all the stuff that's happening. And I'm like, oh, like I could care less about half of those things that you're making a big complaint about. But I, then also you're like, you're so unaware of. Yeah. Like, yeah, <laughs> you're just very unaware of your like she I don't know. What she are those people? They just don't out. care. Or I don't know. And this is like too also because she said she's a full-time stay-at-home mom. And I think this is what happens mm-hmm. when people are full-time stay-at-home moms and they don't have community and they don't do other things is that when there is another adult present, they, it's just like diarrhea of the mouth. And yeah. they just want to tell you all the things that like, I can't relate. I don't, I'm not losing sleep over the, the lawsuit that the association's going through. <laughs> you know what I mean? But it's like the only thing that she knows to talk about because that maybe that's all that her life consists of. Yeah. So it's the just school associations. Going no, lawsuit? our homeowner association. Oh. HR. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Like I, I'm interested. No, I'm just kidding. I'm not. <laughs> I mean, I'm not at all. Oh, you're talking about the school. No, okay. but it's no, but um, yeah, it's like, so, and then that's the thing too, is that, you know, you just don't realize how lonely some people are. And then the first mom they see, they're like, like they just jump at you yeah you know and i'm just i'm like oh cool we're here we're doing the thing (laughs) i was like what what meeting when does it happen (laughs) (laughs) i'm I'm really so out of the loop because i feel like i feel like i'm constantly writing that line of like i want to know what's happening and i don't want to know what's happening so i just don't even know. know what's happening 
What? Not even to like be, I don't want to be a part of it. I don't want to be in it. I just need to know. I don't know. That's probably a core trauma too. Like I have to have all the information. That's so funny. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. I have to have all the information. That's the middle child in me. I'm like, leave me alone in my little world where I can read my books and do my yoga and meditate and make all the funny sounds. It's probably like an anxiety thing. Like I need to have all the facts so that I control and control it. But you're not really controlling. It's like a false control. But it's also like a... I don't know. Maybe it's like more of a mistake making or like I just need to know all the things so that I can make the right decision. But what decision do you have to make about the, the, <laughs> like knowing everything that doesn't involve I, you? So, I don't know. I just need to. Know. That's very interesting. I ha- we should ask if any other uh, older children or the firstborn struggle so, with this. I think it has to do a lot with preventing preventing something from happening. Like, I'm, especially as an older child, like you feel like you have to be in control of all the situation. Right. I get that. But what about with people you don't even know? What do you, what do you mean? Like if you're, if you're on Marietta talk and you see a situation happening, it's not like you can control what's happening. Yeah. No. So where does that, where does that line in your head go? I don't need to know. Oh, I, I do that too. Like I'll be reading something and then I'm like. Why am I wasting my time? This has nothing to do with it. Yeah. But I just think in situ, I don't know. The more information I know, the better. That's fine. Whatever helps you sleep at night. Whatever helps you sleep at night. It probably doesn't help me sleep at night. Yeah, it's like that that dream-inducing. Yeah, I I will wake up at 3 a.m. to, like, Google something. What? I can't get it out of my brain. I get this. I'll wake up at 3 a.m. to have ice cream. I will not I get this from my mom. She does it, too. She still does it. She'll wake up in the middle of the night and, like, write notes down in her phone about things. Like, if there's something going on in my my life, I will dream about it. I will wake up in the middle and research it. Like I, I'll dream about it, but I don't get up and research. I have to. I have to like. That's very interesting. I have to know all the facts. (laughs) You're like the head of the cheese squad. That's what. (laughs) But I don't want to be in it. Like I just need to know my own facts and my own bubble. I don't need to share with anybody. I don't need to tell anyone. For your own peace of mind. I'm not trying to inform anyone. I just. Yeah, for my own self, I just need to know. That is so funny. Yeah. Okay. But that's the thing. Is but that, that all, is very different. different from me and you because I feel like so many times I've been like, blah, blah, blah. And you're like, what? I didn't what? know that. And I'm like, I Googled it. Like, I did all this research. And you're like, ah, I don't care. Yeah. Like, you even know what's happening on the Ortega Highway. And I have no idea. And I drive it six times a week. I literally drove it I once. And I'm like, I need to I be. don't even belong to that Facebook group. I was like, I need to join. be in this group because I drove so it one funny. time and I just need to know what the That is so funny. Is. I'm like, oh, whatever God has in store for me today. No. If I if I can know about it. That is so funny. Well, but that's my, why we're all different. My dad, my dad's nickname for me when I was little was the informer. I would always come to oh, him with all yeah. the information and like tell him what the scoop was. And he'd always be like, get to the point. Like, <laughs> I don't need to know every single detail. So is that where Aiden gets it from? A small child, I maybe, but Aiden, Aiden just rambles. Give you facts, not yet, but maybe you were like, but maybe you were like that as a child, and then you've learned to get your facts straight. Yeah, maybe you learned to fact check so that you don't get in trouble. Yeah, but my dad would always be. He would like see me coming, and I could hear him, and he'd be like, "Here comes the informer. That is so (laughs) all the information." (laughs) With your with your pen pad and yep. your pen all the time yep. and then i'd like have a whole story for him and he'd be like get to the end get to that the important so part funny. yeah 
No, I'm not that way at all in the least bit. So then we transition once we've found mom friends to our children becoming friends. And yeah. then then what happens when you become friends and your children become friends and then your children decide are constantly fighting. They don't wanna well, they just can't get along. Yeah. Yeah, and I think this is where we actually get to tell them, you get to choose your friends. Mm-hmm. And I told Malaya this the other day, if you don't want to be her friend, she makes you feel like you're going to lose your mind all the time. Then don't. Then don't be her mm-hmm. friend. Yeah. You have, and I, and I told her, I'm like, I know I am friends with Auntie Kiki. It has nothing to do with you. I will not force you yeah. to have a friend that does not make you feel good. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And so it's, and she looked at me like, do you really mean that? And I said, yes, I mean that because it's important. Like you can't be sacrificing your in her case, her temper. Like I literally think she's going to have a heart attack. That's going to pop off. Yeah. Because she gets so infuriated that she doesn't feel seen or heard or like respected sometimes, you know? So it's like, honey, it's okay. You can walk away Mm -hmm. and you're not going to be a bad person because of it. And so teaching our kids to set boundaries, Mm You know, is really important. And I wish I had learned that at a young age. Yeah. I think it would have made the world of a difference. Yeah, I, I grew up in an atmosphere where, like, my parents had two sets of other friends and they had kids and we were together every single weekend. We went on family ski trips in the spring. We went camping in the summer. And every weekend we were barbecuing at someone's yeah. house. And we fought all the time. And there yeah. was probably, let's see, my three sisters, there was probably, at any given time between 10 and 15 of us and we were constantly fighting and but we just grew up we grew up like siblings and that's similar to how they're growing up and I think as annoying as it probably was for our parents to listen to us fight all the time or have to hear us crying and fighting there was so much drama but I think it almost creates like this little bubble of a world where they then learn, you learn to communicate and you learn your boundaries and you learn, because like half the time when the girls are fighting is over something stupid. Right. It's like yesterday they were fighting over who got to be a warrior princess in the game. And I'm like, you both can be warrior princesses. And they're like, no, we cannot. But then I'm like, these small scenarios are going to set them up for learning to communicate and when someone and and not like sit down, like you say this and you say this and you say this and you say this, because that's not how it works in the real world. Right. And I think that although it's so annoying to listen to them fight all the time, mm-hmm. it's good for them to kind of learn their own. It's how they learn their own boundaries in a controlled. And that's what I say, too. It's like, you know, Will is an only child, so he didn't have to deal with anybody else in his space, taking his things, mm-hmm. rolling their eyes, huffing under their breath. Like, I think having siblings teaches you, like getting out in the real world, that you're going to deal with different personalities and different things all the time. So it's a good learning lesson, yeah. and, and I'm not never, letting it affect our friendship either. Cause we're never, like, sitting them down at a table and being like, you have to play this game no, together. Like, no. if you need space, you need space. And yeah. I mean, there's other, it's not just the two of them, there's other kids involved, so they can do what they want right. to do and have exactly. space, and there's no, like, you have to get along and you have to fix this problem. And I think that, like, I've had experience with those kinds of moms who want to, like, cover metal the conversation and, metal too. and, like, make them have this conversation and narrate the conversation. And it's like, no, let them they figure just have their, fa- their space, figure it out. And they, it seems they always, like, they come around to the fact that they have more fun playing together than right. being mad at each other. Right. Like, 
fine. Yeah, sometimes they need a day to take a break, and that's fine, and then they get back together. Yeah, Yeah, so I I think it's good, too, that that they know that we're not going to get involved, and they don't put us... Because, I mean, how awful would that be if, like, you and I were constantly having to, like, referee? I just don't have the energy. I don't have the energy yeah. either. And they, there's no, there's not going to be a referee in real life. They need to figure these things out. Yeah. And we obviously step in when it's needed. Yeah, there's just a lot of hard things that they're working through at the same time. And, like, and we, I just, yeah, I just don't think, like, that doesn't need to affect our sure. friendship. Yeah. But also... They don't need to be forced to be best. But also, too, I think this is where it could come into play if you have parents that aren't aware of boundary making, Mm -hmm. you know, where it could become an issue and it could affect a friendship. That's true. Right? Because not every mom that you meet will be on the same. Like, you and I are very different, but we're very alike in that way that our kids can. That's true. I've definitely encountered moms where it's like they don't, they're always going to be on their kid's side and they don't want to ever admit that they've done something wrong. Right. And right. I think from the very beginning, we're both like, oh, no, both our kids. Like, yeah, like you're not an angel. <laughs> no, I can admit that, like, obviously, yeah. yeah, so I think we're both on the same page with that. But it would be hard if there was a parent who felt like they just were going to stick up for their kid 100% right. no matter what and could never see the other side of it. Right. And I right. feel like we, I only see the other side of it. Like, well, and you know, that's it's too, like, it's like, you know, your kids better than anybody else. Mm-hmm. When you know your child, you know what they're capable of too. So it shouldn't come as a surprise. And I think the parents that aren't willing to see that their children aren't perfect, like you're not doing them any service. You're just going to enable bad behavior yeah. constantly throughout life. Right. Yeah. And so like, even with teachers with Alexia used to tell me like, oh, she was talking a lot in class. I'm like, yep, that sounds like her. With Malaya, it would be something different. And I'm like, yep, that's her. Or really, that doesn't sound like something that she would normally do. I'll find out what this was about. You know, like, I think it's just being able to be real with yourself as a mother and getting real with your kids, you know? Yeah, so I just, like, I've never really made mom friends with Alexia's friends. I did, I think there were, like, two years that I had a couple of, not close girlfriends, but we would do like family or monthly outings with the moms and the daughters. But that lasted for maybe like maybe a year. And that was, that was enough. That's a good long stretch, a whole year. But it was only monthly. Oh, still 12 times. (laughs) 12 times. (laughs) Yeah. And then, you know, you, you quickly see like, okay, we can only do this because our girls are still in the stage that they like to hang out for a couple of hours and then we're good. And sometimes some of that stuff feels like, okay, like I get to get out of the house and I get to yeah. do something and I get to socialize. And then after a while, it's like, oh, but it's just like it's another thing to do. And it, that's just what it is, is getting out of the house and socializing. You're not really forming Building, super bonding. connections with people. Yeah, I feel like I've been in that situation a lot where I've just got caught up in like all these things, like we're going to plan this and do this and kids play dates. And then at the end of it, you're like, what do we get from that? And are you just exhausted too? Like walking away from that kind of activity where it's not really feeding your wanting to connect with people. And I think that's, what's hard now. Like I don't, I don't want to do the small talk. I can say it a million times. I just don't want to do it. And if we can, I feel like if we start with the deep stuff, then you can figure it out and then you don't have to do small talk or you can do small talk, but then you know that there's something deeper rooted, you know, where it's not going to be the superficial friendship the entire time, because I can only do life so much on a superficial level now, which is probably why I don't have very many friends, you know, because 
it's yeah. just kind of exhausting. And the only person that really knows everything of what's happening is my husband and, you know, and you. <laughs> and so other than that, it's like, I guess that's more than enough, really. Right. It's yeah. like people that are on my team, but also know when to call me on my shit and also know how to mellow me out when I'm spiraling. And like, that's, that's what I think of a friendship is like, you should be, it should be all encompassing of all the, the hard things that life has and all the really joyous things that happen too. And being able to celebrate victories, you know, like you becoming a realtor and you selling your first home and like all these things are so amazing and you need to have people that can celebrate with you and not like in the back of their minds, be wishing that you weren't doing your best yeah, and knowing how to be a woman too, I think is really important that can uplift other women because there is this I, certain level of jealousy you feel sometimes where people are doing their thing and you're like, Oh, that's awesome. Like I want to lift you up, but you don't always get that in return. Yeah. So being a girl's girl is really important to me and like realizing it's not a competition. It's not a competition. And some people tend to look at things that way, or even if they don't say it, like you can kind of feel it, you know? So I think that stops a lot of women too, from building strong relationships with women because they, they feel threatened. And yeah, at this yeah, stage of our life, we shouldn't be threatened by other women doing well. We should applaud it. Yeah. I've definitely had those moments where I've like gone over to a new person's house and been like oh my god like your house is so clean amazing and, yeah and nicer and you've got all these things and yeah. then it's hard to not feel like well I can't live up to that or like and then it just becomes this like fake like I don't know it's just it's just hard and you need to start with the real because otherwise it just yeah. starts superficial and then that's how it becomes like not real and overwhelming and feeling like you need to keep up with the Joneses. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not about that. No. I'm not about that. I, I don't think I've ever done that, but I think mm-hmm. it's, it becomes more that way. Mm-hmm. I think the older we get and we realize like, you know, we met some people at a birthday party and it was like, that was one of the first things out of this guy's mouth was we're just out here keeping up with the Joneses. We got a trailer. We got this. We got that. But I feel like the, the fact that he people... said that to begin with was pretty interesting. It's like, why do you feel like we even would care if you have a boat or jet skis or a yeah? When trailer? I hear people talk like that, my first instinct is like, oh, you're not happy with your life, right? Like, like you need all these things because the core of the core of things that should matter don't feel good enough right. or like significant enough that you have to build all these other things around you right but the people who are truly happy and have that don't that's they the don't brag about, about it yeah. yeah like malaya's other friends they have all those toys we've never we've never once had a conversation where it's like oh yeah we got a boat we got this we got that it's like yeah. it comes up in conversation they're super humble i could do i can do that you yeah. know but when people lead with that it's like oh there's a lot of insecurities that i can see here there's a lot of um and maybe that's just what happens too when you're around enough people that they make you feel like you got to get more and do more yeah. when driving your beater car is making you feel whatever, you know, it's like, it shouldn't have to be about that. Like yeah. at this point in adult life, I think we should be pretty well set in just building community, building friendships on a real level and not having to put this facade on of like, this is where I am and this is what I want to do and faking it. Like, I just don't have the energy in me to fake it. Yeah, and, like, as being moms in the midst of, like, 
raising your family and really like these years are just like the thick of it. Yeah. It's like those, all those things don't matter. And if you're meeting a friend and that's the first thing or like that's all they talk about, it's like, oh, so you don't really want to be real about mm-hmm. the things that matter most to me at this moment. Like right. none of that stuff matters. What matters is like my kids and if they're happy and healthy and do they have a good teacher and how are they, they doing in school? In school and yeah. I, just those things are the things that matter. So I well, think that's, that's the like core a, values. Yeah. And that's like a, that tells you right away when you meet someone, if that's all that they want to talk about, yeah. it's like one, okay, you're escaping some real issues mm-hmm. in your life and you don't want to talk <laughs> Let's about get to that it. Trauma. <laughs> yeah. And two, it's just like, it's not relatable. It's like, yeah. I don't want to talk about your brand new car. Like, right. I don't want to talk about your summer trip to whatever. Like yeah. that's cool and fine to talk about, but like, that's not what matters. Right. And you want to have friendships around the things that really matter to you. Yeah. Otherwise, what do you have? Yeah. Otherwise you just have a superficial friendship. Yeah. And, and that in my out. world, ain't nobody got time for that. <laughs> <laughs> I really don't. I yeah. literally don't have the time or the energy. I think no. at, at this point, it's more energy preserving than anything. Yeah. And you can feel it too. Like we'll have a fr- friends over for dinner and like they're great friends and, and we like them and we have fun, but it's exhausted. You feel exhausted yeah. by the end of the night. And like, when we have dinner together, I don't feel exhausted when I go home. Like, maybe care. from just the day, just the but it's not like general. I had to, like, work keep up this thing. Yeah. Like, if I'm tired, I'll just go lay on your couch. Right. Like, all four of us can just sit in silence and be fine. Yeah. <laughs> like, eat in silence. Like, yeah. it's not weird. There's no awkward silence. <laughs> we don't, because what loves to talk. I was going to say, there would never be I'm an awkward kidding. silence with my man. Yeah. Man. But, yeah. <sighs> It doesn't feel forced and it doesn't feel exhausting. You don't walk away thinking like, oh my God, like I need to recover from that silence for a few. Yeah, no, definitely not. Maybe, maybe from just the kids being crazy. That's true. That's exhausting. So I don't know. I guess that's our take on, um, friendships, friendships, being mom friends and our kids not getting along sometimes. I think it's, it's real. And (laughs) child. Are you a She's just literally being silly now. So you guys will hear lots of pitter pattering and stuff. All the noises going forward. Um, this is the unfiltered podcast. It is definitely unfiltered, but we so, will be back next week. Wait, let Auntie Kiki finish talking. We will be back next week with more fun topics. We have a whole list of things. All right. <laughs> We're done. <laughs> We're done here. <laughs> <laughs>